Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Elevator. I have with me uh, Arti Halai, who is head of Fleet Street Group, uh, amongst her many other accolades. And we're going to go through those in a second. What I want to talk to her about is, well, how has she got not just into media, but uh, got to the top of an organization in media is... Uh, ruling it, I guess, in terms of that, because it's very easy to get, you know, many people who get into media, but there's not many who can um, master it, let's put it that way. And both as a businesswoman and as a uh, media star, if I may say that, may say so as well. So, Arthi, what advice would you have to people who are thinking about media? Uh, but I guess they find it intimidating to some extent. They don't know where to start, they think it's not for them. Uh, what what advice would you have to those people? Okay, so thank you very much for that huge build-up. Um, first and foremost, Alpesh, uh, I started my career in the media back in 1992. At the time, there were five terrestrial channels um, and hardly any Asians in that industry. And when I went to university, I studied at Sussex. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually read social policy. Never used it to this day in my life. But, you know, I got a degree. Um, the university had a radio station and that's how I got involved. I just thought that was it was really interesting. It was fascinating. And I didn't know another soul doing it. So that immediately became a great challenge. And I thought, wow. Um, of course, times have changed immensely. And at that time, I always remember being told, you're never going to make it in the media because you don't know anybody in the media. And this is an industry where nepotism is huge. Um, you really need to know somebody in order to get that break. And therein lies the first lesson. And the first lesson really was, um, don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do. That for me was um, an opening. I just thought, well, you might say that, but I'm gonna find my own way. And contacts do help. Uh, and in the end, what I did at that time was I found the name of a person that worked in the industry through a contact, through another contact, through another contact, like six contacts removed. Never met her, but I had a conversation with her. And that's how I really started in that industry. Today, things are really different. We're seeing a lot more Asians, disabled people, BAME, if you like, in the industry. Um, there are a lot more go-to routes. There are a lot more graduate trainee schemes. These industries are crying out for people who come from different backgrounds now to show that diversity. Um, but the number one thing I'll say is you have to be passionate enough. You have to really want to do it. And that is in anything you do in life. It's not just for my break in the media. It's how I built my businesses. It's um, doing what I do now. Um, you have to, number one, really want to do it, and then you have to be determined because there will be a lot of doors that close. There will, no route is ever direct, right? It's not just, yeah, I want to do this, and bang, you get there. So you have to really be passionate, focused, and determined. If, if we say that networks have become slightly less important, thankfully, and the sort of the old 
the old boy's tie, as it were, has become less important. Uh, but passion is what they're going to look for because obviously there's going to be a bigger supply. So they're going to say, well, I want to see who wants it the most. How do people find out if this is really for them? Because how do they get that first taste to determine, you know, from the outside, you can think, oh, I'm really passionate about media. I watch a lot of TV. Uh, but how do you really find out whether you're passionate about something? How can you get that first taste of it? So I think passion is often that the, I once did a talk. I once did a talk for students at university and I called it how to never work a day in your life. Oh my God, the students loved it. It was packed out, right? So it was all around find what you love to do. And when you love something, you'll know because it'll feel effortless. You know, before you know it, hours would have passed whilst you were doing it. Um, so you're, it's, it's almost all consuming in a way. Um, and you will want to talk to other people about it. You will want to find out about it off your own back, not because you have to, but because you want to. And that's one key to, to passion. Another key is, of course, you know, it can't solely be about the rewards. So when I started in the industry, I did a huge number of placements for free, just because I wanted to learn. And, um, you know, there's, there's never a shortage of hospital radios, of, you know, working in the community on a publication. Uh, nowadays, the internet allows everybody and anybody to set up their own channel, to go and interview and do their own podcasts. You know, the, the opportunity is huge for you to actually just go and give it a go and try. And you never know whether you're going to be good at it or not but if you're passionate about it that's more than half the battle yeah, yeah and I guess if you're passionate you will find a way you yourself will find a route as opposed to wanting that quick fix easy solution which is what you want when you're not passionate you know you're, so you've not just got the communication side there's Fleet Street training there's Grin Consultancy you've got multiple facets to your entrepreneurship and your professional life. Tell me a bit about those uh, uh, companies. Uh, and, and let's say we're speaking now to an audience which isn't at university, which isn't starting out in the career, but you know, a, a mid-career and are thinking, right, how do I scale things up? How do I diversify? Should I diversify? Where do I find those contacts? Because when I look at the, the blue chip clients you've worked with, you've got Devere Hotels, Virgin Trains, 20th Century Fox, HarperCollins, Lloyd's TSB. Uh, you know, you've got quite a few. Grant Thornton, you've got um, David Cameron's football team, Aston Villa, or at least he thinks it is. Uh, Al Jazeera as well. Uh, tell me about that whole expansion. Okay, so I think in a way, first of all, when I came out of the media and I decided to go into business, um, I, I have always been in a hurry in my life for whatever reason. But what I was really clear on was where my skill strength lay. And I had started a mini little business whilst I was working in television, but I wanted to build something. And I knew while my area of expertise was messaging and delivery of message and communications, I, I didn't know how to build a business quickly. So I joined forces with a business partner. So here's my first uh, nugget, if you like. You don't have to do things on your own. Uh, sometimes, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have done something on a different scale to you. And there's nothing wrong in, in going and reading about their journey or contacting them directly and asking for help. So that's the first thing I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I think the second lesson I learned was not every business is a scale up business. 
So whereas one of our businesses, a PR agency, Fleet Street Communications, which specializes in food, drinks, hospitality and leisure, uh, that potentially has got scope to scale up. The training business uh, doesn't really have that opportunity to scale up. And primarily the reason for that is because I drive it and people want me. Now, if I'm charging top dollar and I'm giving X value and all those people have bought into me, then that's who they want to deliver that training. And that actually is what I'm immensely passionate about. So that's what I want to do. But that isn't scale up. So it's being really clear on, you know, what sorts of businesses is your business in reality, a scale up business or, or, you know, what are the other dynamics that you can use to bring in supplementary income and other income and build something and create something? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing. Sorry, you were going to ask. No, question. no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then I was just going to ask, uh, answer that bit around sort of the contacts. And, you know, you've mentioned some of the companies that I've worked for and how has that come about? And some of it has come about because actually I put myself out there. And what do I mean by that? I um, was willing to speak or give a keynote at an event. Some of it came out about because I had a high profile position already, but I leveraged off that. Some of it came about because I wasn't afraid to go up to people and say, listen, I loved what you did, but I think you could have done it better in this way. And I, 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 I'm happy to help you on that. Fantastic. So, the, you know, there is that, I said, and I guess it comes from passion and confidence of being an expert in your field is having the confidence to go to somebody and say, listen, let me tell you how this can, that can improve. How did you find the right partner? There'll be people out there saying, you're absolutely right. I do need a partner. I can't do it all myself. My God, where do I even start? Yeah, well, okay. So my relationship with my business partner, a guy called Steve Dan, came about because when I was working in television, he ran one of the largest integrated PR and marketing companies in the Midlands. And he used to approach me to do some media training for their clients. And over the years, what happened was um, we would meet at certain events and I was kept in touch. Years later, he sold that business. And he went into consultancy um, and I kept the contact with him. And, uh, you know, we used to go for lunch and there was never, it wasn't about, oh my God, you know what, I need, I, you know, I need more business or, you know, it was just getting to know him. And I think one of the biggest mistakes we make in the current climate is we are so hung up on, you know, what is, what is your background and your track record in business? And all of that is really important, but it's really getting to know the individual, their characteristics, their personality. Are they aligned in terms of the values? What's really important to them at a deep level? And, and you know, how, are your, how is your thinking aligned? And there are two things here as well. One is you obviously want someone that's got complementary skill sets to you. But on the flip side, and here's a paradox, it also helps and pays to have somebody whose thinking is different. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I guess what you're saying, it is this question of looking and meeting and developing that relationship investing in it and you never know it's not that you're good it's not like you're sending a flood of long distance emails or or uh, uh, but but you're actually investing time uh, and trying to find that right person almost like an interview uh, uh, and it takes time it won't necessarily happen overnight 
Yeah, uh, relation, building relationships is fundamental. None of my work has come because I advertise it. My work comes because I've taken the time and, and because I actually enjoy doing that to get to know people. And it also sounds like, I mean, we've, we've done talks before about personal branding. You know, you're known, obviously, you have a reputation, you're known for certain values. What would you say are key important ones that people project, whether they're already in business uh, uh, to get more uh, to, to get more success, what what are the key ones they should project? And equally, more importantly, how do you how would you suggest they go about it? Okay, so I think for me, um, excellence is really important. So excellence in whatever it is you do, that's one of my core values. Uh, I, I look for that in other people, and what I mean by that, and how that translates into something tangible, is being the best you can be. Are you offering maximum value? Would someone be willing to put their name to what you do. So for example, all my testimonials from day one years ago were not general manager or um, uh, X, Y, and Z. They were specific people who put their name and title to what I delivered for them. So that's, that's an example. Excellence I think is really important. I think um, experience is very important as well because experience in life gives us confidence. It actually uh, comes with maturity, uh, but, but it makes us wiser. And I think that's really, really important because you learn from your mistakes. We don't, you know, my, my, my whole journey has not been straightforward in any way, shape or form in any sphere of my life. And uh, so there've been lots of mistakes and it's learning from those mistakes and being open to learning being re that's another really fundamental skill. You know, a lot of people say, yeah, 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 I, 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 of course I want to learn, but it's really being open to that learning. Um, and, and I think it's also being authentic. So in today's day and age, I think we are looking for people who care, who really care, care about what they do, care about other people, care about society. The, the new generation has got a huge social conscience. You just have to look at how open they are to sharing. I mean, okay, sometimes it's way too much, but you know, so I think that's a fundamental thing, this need for authenticity, this need for being genuine. Um, I did the, the, the elevator is obviously about people who elevate others as well. Now you do that through your training, you do it through the personal time you commit to helping others, you do it through your presence on the events uh, uh, because you're out there and you've mentioned gender and ethnicity uh, as well because that helps just the visual help um, elevate people. What are your future plans to uh, uh, bring more people into media, into communication, into entrepreneurship, into business, into running uh, a business? What, what plans and ambitions do you have? So I'm hugely passionate about women uh, and, and also young people. Um, so for me, that's tied in a little bit to education. And I think for me, our education system is slightly outdated. It's, it's, it really needs a shift and a change. And one of the things that I really want to start looking at is a, a new subject for the curriculum. And what I mean by a new subject is it's a subject that has to start from primary school from the age of three or four or five and go right through to 16. And this one subject has um, five elements to it. So it has something around health. It has something around 
finance. It has something around social media. It has something around the environment and it has something around relationships because all five of those things tap into well-being and tap into creating much more balanced people when they come out at the other end. Um, so, that, so that's one of the big, big things. Um, but, but for me, you know, I, I, when I talk about women, and I'll be the first to say that I've never, ever seen myself as women and Indian. Uh, I, I embrace that passionately, but I have always seen myself as an individual going in a level playing field, even when I worked in the media. I went in there, I thought, this is a level playing field. I may well have had to have worked harder. It never, it never did, and it did me, help me in a bad way. Um, but when I was able to do that, I was able to put the control at my feet. And really, I think that I found that really empowering. So don't make excuses. Let's not look for those excuses. I think it's important. We, we, we certainly haven't got enough women breaking through the glass ceiling. We know that there has been a shift. Um, more needs to be done, but women have to get to those positions on merit. And what's really needed, I think, because we see all these corporates and blue chips and, and there's tons of women's championing going on, which is all great. But I think what probably we do need a bit more of is a united umbrella organization or a group that brings all of this collectively together. And, and you can really start pushing those things forward. I think, you know, something else that would really help for women, because I came into motherhood very late in life. I always say to everybody, I've got three careers, my first in the media, the second in business, and the third as a mummy. I was 45 years old when our daughter was born. She's now five. Um, so really, I think if, if the government of the Bank of England or, or, Economic, economists could put a value on what it takes to bring up a child at home, it might create a massive shift in the dynamics about the way we think about women who bring up children and aren't necessarily working because it is a career in itself, as I've well learned. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually bring incredibly good advice there. And there's a lot of people who'll be inspired by what you're saying as well, especially about motherhood. My wife would definitely be uh, uh, somebody who would underline and endorse everything you've said. I think also you've really helped inspire people listening to you. They can hear it in your passionate voice as well. And I think that's going to help a lot of people. I think uh, something you'll be very familiar with in TV hearing, which is time has got the better of us. I'm afraid. Uh, any last comments before, unfortunately, we have to wrap up? Uh, I, would, I would say uh, there's always a time and a place for giving back. And there's never, you know, it's not age related. It's not, you know, because you have to be in a particular position in your life. But we grow and develop when we learn to give back and give to others. And it doesn't matter in what shape or form you do that. Um, it's the most rewarding thing ever. So, you know, whatever you can do, do. Um, we're living in unprecedented times. I know we've heard that, um, but it will help you. Um, and when you love yourself and you do that, then you can give openly and freely and happily to others. Artie, thank you so much. I'm going to make sure this inspiring video and uh, interview that you've given um, goes out not just to the entrepreneurs we work with within the Department for International Trade, but also 
to uh, the broader social media network we've got connections to and through City Hindus Network as well. We'll try and get it out there to as wide an audience as possible because uh, I think it's going to be really, really inspiring to a lot of people watching it. So, um, Arti Halai, thank you once again, head of uh, Fleet Street Group. I can say head, can't I? It says director yes. on LinkedIn. Can I I'm say actually, I'd like to say I'm a co-founder because I founded it with my business partner. Uh, thank you so much thank you very much you are more than welcome Alpish. it's been a real pleasure thank you